Welcome to Tea with Tia, a podcast that includes conversations about nutrition, TCM approaches to your health and well-being, how to use functional medicine to help detect a gut, a healthy gut, biohacks for healthy living, and all types of knickknacks for everything in between. Today's episode is a continuation to episode 5, the vinegar episode. I left out the pros and cons of kombucha, the different types of fermentation, in regards to the therapeutic concepts and health benefits. So let's jump in. So everybody's asked, do you like kombucha? Yes and no is what I always say. So the reason why I am not a huge fan of kombucha, and as a matter of fact, I have taken kombucha out of my diet for the last, I would say, three and a half years. And recently, a recent phenomenon reintroduced it. Why? It is just loaded with sugar. Um, and, you know, this is when we get into fermentation, you'll see the category of kombucha's fermentation. Um, so it is not amazing if you don't have the utmost healthy microbiome to have kombucha. And especially if you want to work on your glycemic index and making sure that the glucose does not spike. Again, kombucha is not an ideal drink for you to partake in due to the sugar content. So that's the cons. Um, if you have an amazing healthy gut, then by all means, have a couple of shots a day. You can pick your, you know, delicious flavors. I have a... Um, uh, most recently have decided to add a little bit of kombucha into my diet because my husband found a very, well, not actually, it was a good friend of mine from up north. She's the one who introduced it to me, and then Mike decided to purchase a case for me, and then I got really addicted to it because it is definitely very delicious and half the sugar content of most normal kombucha and there's some B vitamins and so forth and some of the flavors. The one that I like is the Hum brand. You can get it in a can. I prefer in the long bottle that Costco carries. And they were out for a few months and they just recently carried at least in the Alhambra Costco. So we bought a couple of cases um, to store here. And I like the mango passion fruit. Again, this is very, very low sugar, easy to drink, and I'm not super fond of carbonated drink either, so this is small bubbles. So that is what I have to say about kombucha. Now, uh, you have asked, um, is it good to eat fermented foods? Yes and no is the answer again, and ultimately, it's all about your microbiome. As I have mentioned before with kombucha, the same thing. If you are stricken with something called SIBO, small intestine bacteria overgrowth, and you gas and bloat easily because you're missing that acidic quality in the pancreatic juice to break down prebiotic foods, meaning broccolis, Brussels sprouts, things like that, or even raw vegetables or some fruits or really high sugar things, that gas and bloat you and you look like you're three months pregnant for the ladies, or even men, all of a sudden, a total recall. <laughs> uh, fermented food is not ideal for you because it has all of that good bacteria that should be very therapeutic, ideally, textbook, 
But if your microbiome is filled, like I said, with bacteria and you were taking herbs supplements like oil of oregano or antimicrobial or even antibiotics from your doctor if you wanted to like speed up the recovery, um, you want to really omit all of the fermented foods because it's like bacteria over bacteria. It'll just make you bloat even more when you do have and ingest the fermented food. So I would stay away from that. But again, if you have great colony, they're a good looking, sexy, beautiful microbiome, uh, then by all means, please have your kimchi, your sauerkraut, your yogurt, your sourdough, soft cheese, sour cream, Tabasco sauce, ketchup. Some of these things you're not familiar that they are fermented foods. And they're in the category, we're going to move on to different types of fermentation at this point, that they are considered in the lactic acid fermentations. Okay, they create uh, the lactic form, uh, you know, from these products that cause the bacteria. And then we have something called alcoholic fermentation. Kombucha is in this category. And booze, as you know. From the word alcoholic and essentially alcohol fermentation converts carbs in raw materials to alcohol instead of acid and so the last fermentation is acetic fermentation so it is a culture that oxidizes sugar and or ethanol to make acidic acid like vinegar you can make vinegar with fruit scraps like cider or beers or wine with scoobies. As you can see, some of the kombuchas, the scoobies laying on top. You can take the scoobies and make your own kombucha if you, you know, purchase some of your kombucha teas and then you feed it with sugar. It'll start to grow. And when the acidic quality starts to subside a little bit, depending on the taste, you can add the tea flavor of your liking. And you can also make your own cider, which I've done. So when things, when the fruits, the fruit juice starts to get hard, it'll start getting carbonated. So I've done my own hard cider. Um, and you can also do uh, wine vinegar. And Scooby essentially just means, you know, you're about to make it hard. And it's going to be carbonated. And that is all for you with the continuation of the vinegar uh, episode. I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe on wherever you podcast. I hope everybody enjoys their cup of tea. Disclaimer. This podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast does not qualify as a medical diagnosis from a doctor. This podcast does not provide any medical services or have any claims of curing any conditions. If you are looking for help in your medical endeavors, seek out a qualified medical doctor or a physician that may offer functional medicine. It's important for you to have a licensed practitioner to help you make change and oversee your health.